Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe Network's Best of Believe Hour on Stadium. Do you believe? We're back, baby. It's Charity Shrive. Pitch your free throws because they are free. Joshua Fisher, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider, and Alex toss me the rock to stop what's best to believe right here on Stadium. Opening day, opening weekend in baseball, opening weekend. Everyone's still got a shot. NFL draft right around the corner. The Masters, which I'm sure we will cover on the next show, but that's also coming up. It is our favorite time of year. I'm really excited. March Madness, we're in the throes of that. And not to mention, there are still NFL free agents amongst us, plus rumors, and the NBA playoffs are starting. Wow. I know. A lot to cover. That's a mouthful. And it's all best of believe, so we're going to be covering a lot of our great hosts here. Let's start with the NFL draft. A little believe in lines. Jack Cavanaugh gives his hot prediction. Check this clip out. My bold prediction ahead of the 2023 NFL draft is that we are going to see not one, not two, not three, but four quarterbacks selected within the top five. We're going to have C.J. Stroud going to the Carolina Panthers, of course. Bryce Young, of course, to the Houston Texans. At three, I think the Raiders are going to trade up for Anthony Richardson. Someone is trading up to three. And then at four, you would think that means the Colts are drafting QB four. No, the Colts are selecting Will Anderson. They're going to punt quarterback until after the draft. And that is when they will offer Lamar Jackson the bag on that offer sheet. They're going to steal Lamar Jackson away from the Baltimore Ravens. They're going to get Will Anderson with the fourth overall pick. And because of that, The Seahawks will have QB number four with that fifth overall pick. Geno Smith has his replacement. Everybody ends up happy. He thinks four quarterbacks are going to go in the top five. Too hot, hot, lukewarm. I'm cold. Warm. I think it's pretty warm. Okay. Toss? I think that's a pretty pretty hot take. You think think four of them? In the top five. So that would be... Stroud, Young, Levis, Richardson in some order within the top five picks. For those who don't know, it's, it's the Panthers, the Texans, the Cards, the Colts, and the Water Falcons as it stands right now for the top five picks. Yeah. You called it a hot prediction also. That's his hot prediction. Normally it's a hot take, but I, we should maybe we should start calling it a, a hot little prediction hot every pee? single time. I'm, I'm down for a hot P. HP. A little I, HP. I think the, I think the, what I feel like, will be a likely scenario is that three out of the five picks are QBs. I'm still a little shaky on Levis being in the top five. I would say if you probably go, I'm, I haven't looked, but I say if you go to bet online or any sports book that the over under for quarterbacks taken in the top five is probably three and a half. And you would take, I would probably take in the first round of the top five. If you top to, five. If you had to put your money if on If it's it. in the top ten, I'm sure the over-under is four and a half. Okay. Um, I would probably take... I don't really believe in what Levis that much. I don't, I don't know. Like, do teams believe in him? But I'd probably have to take the over. I would take... I mean, I would take the under. Said it was a hot, hot prediction, so... I think someone's going to... I. It's tough, because if the Colts get Lamar... The Ravens are in there at the four. I mean, the Colts, the fourth pick. Yeah, regardless. but that means the Ravens also probably want to go after a quarterback. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Is I kind of hit that realization. Whoever gets Lamar is going to end up getting another pick, and that team's probably end up getting a 
quarterback. I think the Raiders the, or the Water Falcons could even move to three. So it could go boom, 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 and then the fourth is the quarterback. I think they, go, they could go one through four. For the first time ever, I believe that would be the case. One, two, three, four quarterbacks? We saw one, two, three with Lance, uh, Zach Wilson, and Trevor Lawrence. What a botch, the Jets. And, uh, and then we saw in 99 with uh, Couch, uh, McNabb, and Achilles Smith. Another really doozy right there outside of McNabb. Um, yeah, so one for the first time ever. Uh, more hot predictions. We got two. I'm going to wrap these two because they're all kind of revolving around the same thing. We have Will McFadden, Believe in Falcons. Uh, we also have First Team, another Believe show on Stadium Network. Joe DeLeon, Matt Sims, and Ryan Roberts. They're talking the edge rushers in the NFL draft. Check this out. All right, NFL draft hot take. It's kind of hard to find one for this draft, but here we go. Lucas Van Ness will be the second edge player off of the board. A lot of people like Tyree Wilson, I get it. A lot of people like Nolan Smith, he's rising up some boards. But Lucas Van Ness is going to be, I think, the second edge player taken in this draft because of that inside-outside versatility. The way he performed at the Combine was legitimate. I know there's some questions about his role in college. I think teams are gonna look at that as potentially a positive and that there's room to grow for a player that certainly has a role in this league and I think a long career ahead of him. My quick thoughts on this. Kayvon Thibodeau was the most talented edge rusher last year in my eyes. Was not the guy that was selected at the position. Will Anderson this year is the most talented edge, edge rusher in the class. I think that this process is going to be overthought. And Ryan put me onto this a couple weeks ago. I think this might be Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. I think a lot of teams are going to get go bonkers, cuckoo for co Cocoa Puffs for this big, <laughs> strong guy in Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. So give me Tyree Wilson as this first defense player. So I'll 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 raise I'll raise your your bet here, Joe, and I'll give you one better. I fit, would be surprised if it's not Tyree Wilson at this point. Okay, so McFadden says Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa, who's right now the number three edge rusher, jumps Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, who's regarded as the number two. Ryan Roberts says Tyree Wilson not only does not get jumped by Lucas Van Ness. He gets jumped. He jumps Will Anderson Jr. Wow. What is more likely to happen in your guys' mind? T dot. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with Ryan Roberts. <laughs> Just because he's Ryan Roberts, or you're gonna ride with Ryan R -R -R. Roberts? R R R. Yeah, R R R. Ride Ryan Roberts. Ride with Ryan Roberts. The Was Netflix movie that's over three hours long. Won an Bollywood. Oscar for best song, I think. Uh, yeah, it did. And. Would you not? He didn't watch. So, like, we can't even talk yeah. to wait, him about wait, it. I'm sorry movie, that I even referenced there's it. There's a movie with, called Ride with Ryan Roberts. No, no. I am riding with Ryan Roberts, but there is a movie called RRR, which Ride Ryan Roberts. Yeah, okay. begin with R. Okay, you guys, yeah. I, I was a little bit of in a blender there, brains and ice, but I'm back. I think that Tyree is he's a beast. And while. I wouldn't move him ahead of um, Will Anderson on my board. I think it's completely viable that a team could pick him as the first edge rusher. Sure. Not to say that Van Ness isn't in, uh, a great talent, but I just don't think he's quite in that same breadth as, as the next two guys, as Tyree and, and Will Anderson. Okay. Just curious right there. Let's go back to the quarterbacks. Yeah. I'd love to talk to Will, Matt, Will McFadden now. I talked to him like a month ago, and I was like, what about Lamar, man? What about Lamar? And he was like, did you give your guy a call? He didn't want him. 
You know what, jo- Josh doc- didn't really want Lamar, too, the other day when we were talking about it, but now the Patriots are getting more serious about it, and he's like, ah, no, I, I want I'm so. consi- Look, man, I, I will always, I'm malleable. I'll hear it, I'll rethink. I'm a rethinker. I'm not afraid to change my opinion. I'm not afraid to say, hey, I felt this way, and now I feel this way. I'm not scared of it. Touché. People's opinions are changing on the quarterbacks, though. Believe in Buckeyes, Brian Browning, Chimby Chekwa. Talk their guy, C.J. Stroud, on his pro day. Check this clip out. Panthers need to take CJ. I mean, in my opinion, I, I, right? So <laughs> that's the guy. You yeah. need to go that direction. Yeah, and but, you're a little biased in your opinion. Yeah, I'm uh, But uh, in terms oh, of risk, you know, one, if if I looked at it as an investment, I'm investing. Um, I'm putting a lot of money towards a young person coming into the NFL. Um, you look for those things. You know, you you talk to people. You hear how does he interact with players? What type of leader can he be? What type of kid is he? And I think he checks all those boxes. And then another way to de-risk, you know, drafting a quarterback number one overall is how accurate of a passer is he? CJ can just show up and throw the ball. Is he the number one guy for you guys? Because you say Levis was your four for both y'all? Mm-hmm. Or is yes. he not even your four? Is Hendon Hooker your four? No, I mean, you got to consider the injury. Mm-hmm. Um Hendon Hooker's a second-round pick, in my opinion. But okay. someone's going to get lucky on him, I think. Yeah. So why not take him in the first if you think they're going to get lucky? Because I don't think anyone's going to. Okay. That's fine. Fair. So Levis is four for you guys? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Who's three? Bryce Young. Is this – now, what are, what are we talking about here? Are we saying – like what, you gotta rank like, him. You're the GM. Put your hat on. Are we looking five years ahead? Or are we looking like year looking, one? Like who's gonna looking, have the best career? Yeah, you take it. You're taking the guy right. with the best career. Okay. Then I mean, if we're talking that, then like yeah, Henry Hooker I think would be above Will Levis of what I'm trying to predict. Okay. Yeah. So let's go Levis at five. Let's go Hook. I'm down for Hooker at four. Yeah. Not because we've met him and yep. got to know him briefly, but yeah, I and, think he's and a, shared a plate of beans with him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At that point, you gotta go with the guy at four. Okay. Three. You say Bryce Young, you say Richardson, or you're going to say I'm gonna, Stroud? I'm going to say Stroud. If we're talking about the entire career, now, if we're talking about right now, I, I, Stroud is ahead of Richardson to me. But Bryce Young's my one. Okay. Who's your one? Richardson. And Stroud's your two? Yes. This is a hodgepodge. Um, okay, I think I, I think I am Stroud, Young, Richardson, but I wouldn't be surprised any which way fair 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 it's your opinion fair, fair is fair it's all right hot prediction that is my hot prediction we're gonna take a hot break so do not go anywhere we are the charity stripe best to believe right here on stadium we'll see you guys in just a hot second hang tight we'll be right back in just a second with some more great believe content on stadium we're back with the best of believe network hour on stadium do you believe we're back, baby. It's the charity stripe at your free throws because they are free. Fisher, DeSopolis, Snacks, Kreider, Nikki Snacks is in his Padres gear, his brand new Xander Bogarts t-shirt jersey that is in mint condition. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, I mean, I'm stoked. The Red Sox, as we're recording this, stoked. Are, are getting smacked. The Yankees are kicking butt. But needless to say, it's game one of what's going to be a fantastic season. We've known it. We're talking about it. World Baseball Classic already got us through the roof. A couple really top-dollar shows with former big leaguers on in this segment. So I'm going to throw two of them together 
because they're talking about opening day. We have Farm to the Show, Paul Yanish, Chris Dickerson. It's a red show, really exciting stuff. Talking about their opening day experiences and Placata. Placata. I like that one better, honestly. Carlos Pena, who a former All-Star, hit 41 home runs in, went to the World Series with the Tampa Bay Rays, and his cousin, Cousin Rod. They're talking about opening day on these two shows, so check these clips out. The flyover, the pageantry around it, you know, having the red, white, and blue and the ribbons all around the ballpark and having that big opening day, you know, decal on the field. And, um, and then just a lot of the teams just digging in their history and having, you know, guys like Danny and Bronson coming out, having some of the, the all-time greats. I know uh, A.J. Burnett's going to be throwing out the first pitch in Pittsburgh with Russell to commemorate their, uh, their run in 2013. Mm -hmm. So that's a great connection between – uh, you know, the, the current club and bringing back these old guys, knowing how much important, how important opening day is. Um, and of course the flyover, I'm a big flyover guy. You know, I was the, sure. I was the fourth grader in, in library class going through military aircraft books. So that's my favorite part. <laughs> Listen, I don't even know, bro. Like it's amazing how opening day just, it, 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 I don't know. You have a, this extra energy about, yeah. about you. Of course I'm speaking from a player's perspective, Yeah, yeah, but, no, I mean in general. In general, like I think everyone understands that this is a, a new beginning. Everyone is so excited about yeah. uh, opening day. And this opening day special, Rod, because yeah. we have new rules. How about oh, that? Man, the way. Yeah. But um, to see it actually now take place, we saw it in spring training. And um, the main purpose of these rules were to speed up the game. And Carlos... It worked. Okay, let me ask you guys this. What is your favorite moment, or maybe throw two out in the ballpark that you've had? That I've gotten a witness live? Or yeah, just you're like... in a ballpark. You're there. Like mine, World out, I could, you guys know mine, the World Series, watching the Red Sox clinch against the Dodgers. Mm -hmm. Number two, it's actually a very close number two, is the Wilmer Flores. I was there in Wilmer Flores night. He gets traded, doesn't get traded. And, you know, is there a God out there moment? Hits a walk-off home run against the Nats. They're both competing for the division. Very exciting stuff. Wilmer Flores, bobblehead night, wins it for him. Those are my probably top two. Okay. I've been to one um, playoff clinching game in my life. Like, like they clinched the regular season to go to the playoffs. Okay. Um, Pods? Yeah, I think it was in like 06 or 05 or one of those seasons where they ended up winning the division. So that was cool to like stay after and watch the champagne shower and watch them put on the t-shirts and stuff. Um, that was a cool game. And then as a Padres fan, like there's not a ton of memories okay. in oh, the ballpark mine, that yeah, mine wasn't just Red Sox. It was no, I know. But I mean, like I haven't, I mean, I've been to other stadiums and other ballparks, but the never like moments that are just like earth shattering, crazy to be there. Um, let me think on it. You got one. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to follow Josh's. Yeah, World Series. Memory. So I can cut the World Series. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the, uh, no, I mean, it's the that's one that comes memory. to mind is yeah. it's when I went to the World Series winning game that the Red Sox played. That, that was, was good. Cool. It was a good time. Uh, I mean, sorry. Let me have some. No, I, I bet. Let the boys play. <laughs> I, uh, I did go to a Padres Dodgers game in San Diego, and I watched a Dodgers fan get in a fight Ooh. with the Padres fan. That was I've pretty memorable. Have you ever seen a fight? I've seen a lot of those. I saw a Red Sox Yankees right field bleachers woman. She was Ooh. swinging on a guy. It was, wow. It was great. Yeah. That, you don't see that every day. It was really, and I was, you know, I was a, a, an unbiased party, and I was like, what is going on? You, you started. You no one goes rest. crazy <laughs> at all at the Rangers games. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, we know we've been to Texas sporting events, a little buttoned up sometimes. Well, I mean, 
it's not, I mean, there's no love lost for, you know, when the Astros used to come in yeah. town for the interleague games. Um, I, I did get to go to one of the ALDS games when the Rangers ended up going to the World Series. I was at one of those games. I don't even, but I don't remember the circumstances. I just remember being there. It was mm-hmm. cool. It was a great environment. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love how Dickerson in this clip, all in his clip, talks about the flyover, which if I'm a player, I always imagine the flyover, even on opening day, being one of the coolest experiences, especially as like a young guy, flyover, opening day, like having that as one of your first moments. Pretty incredible. All right. Speaking of young guy, okay. Anthony Volpe. Just one for us. That's it. Oh, We're not going to be a good two. We have more? Well, you said two, right? One or two. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is kind of a lame one, but I, I mean, it was fun. Uh, Melvin Upton hit a walk-off home run against the Yankees in Peco Park, and that's always cool when you beat the Yankees and it's a walk-off, and it was a meaningless game, but I like that one. Hey, walk-off's a walk-off, and good segue still, because we're talking about the Yankees. Mike Stanton, Pete Caldera, talking about Anthony Volpe, the new shortstop for the New York Yankees. Check this clip out. He's a more polished player than Derek Jeter was. You know, Derek Jeter was not a good defensive player, had a bunch of errors in the minor leagues, had a bunch of errors in that first year, but... You know, the character is there. The maturity is there. And and with, with Volpe, it's it's really f- going to be fun to watch him develop. And I like the idea of putting him at the bottom of the lineup, try and take his – listen, you're, you're going to be opening day shortstop for the New York Yankees. There's going to be pressure in that just in making the opening day roster, much less being in the lineup. Is this – are these the hardest shoes to fill in, base, in sports maybe? Jeter shoes at shortstop? Because I, I was thinking like Mac Jones for Tom Brady. Well, according to Stanton, not really, because Jeter's glove wasn't actually that good. <laughs> I know. It's kind of a roast. It's pretty critical of him. I know. A little bit of roasted. It's been a long time, though, since he's been gone. So doesn't does doesn't really feel like the shoes you know need to be filled right now. I mean, it, it's like it's empty shoes. Yeah. Someone else's shoes at this I point. I feel the same way about that. Uh, like, if it was like the year after, of course, that's really hard. But he's been retired now for, what, 10 years? But he's, it's the most recognizable team in sports. There was no one that really came. I remember when D'Angelo Russell kind of came in. Is he going to fill Kobe's shoes? I mean, quote unquote. Talk about Mac Jones. Like, those yeah. are tough shoes to fill. Yeah, that's, what I, that's like kind of the question. Especially when the guy's still in the league. It's tough. I think the way Brady left New England, no, no pun intended, was kind of deflating. I think his last throw was a pick six. Last they lost. He knew he was leaving. It wasn't great. Jeter, the way he left, the way he did you really feel? I didn't feel like there was that much pressure on Mac. I didn't think so either. Because no, I know, but I mean, Cam, they they had a buffer. Right. Oh, it's right. Cam did play a year. Who who were who have been the Yankees shortstop since? Jeter retired. Gleyber Torres. Gleyber's been in and out. They moved him. But he's been second base too, though, D.D. Right? Gregorius. D.D. They've had guys. They've, had, they've moved guys around. Um, so it's not like they've completely, like, every guy that's played the position has has been cursed now. No, right? no, like, no, no, has no, no, no. Not, not, not at all. Like, I, I wouldn't even say, like, they've been not, like, unstable at the position. To me, I get this could be a New York thing, just filling in for even like Aaron Judge filling in as the captain. Hearing them call him the captain on his first home run is bonkers. Mm-hmm. You throw Derek Jeter in with Tom Brady, in with I would honestly, this is cra- crazy to say, I'm a Patriots fan. I I would probably be 
MJ, LeBron, Tiger, and Jeter would be like my fourth biggest icon in sports growing up. Still, just because it's what he was to New York. So filling in for his, he just was their shortstop. He was a Yankees shortstop for forever. Mm-hmm. What's the best succession story? Rogers to Favre. Young to Namath. Manning to Luck was pretty good. Not as good as those. Not as but, good, sure. But, but a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I like football's I'm the easiest blanking. to be like, oh, okay, that guy was the quarterback. Now now this guy's the quarterback. Magic to Kareem. Or Kareem to Magic. <sighs> yeah. But those teams were really, really good. They had yeah. like James Worthy and a bunch of other guys in yeah. the squad. All right, we'll th- uh, we'll think on it. We'll think on it after Have the break. Have a think. After the break. All right, we're going. Another hot break. So do not go anywhere. The charity strike. Pitch your free throws because they are free. Fisher to Sopless, Snacks Crider. Best to believe right here on Stadium. Hang tight. We'll be right back in just a second with some more great Believe content on Stadium. We're back with the best of Believe Network Hour on Stadium. Do you believe? We're back, baby. It's the Charities Tribe. Pitch your free throws because they are free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Tossman, Octosopoulos, DJ Nikki Snacks, Kreider. Best of Believe right here on Stadium. One of the hottest shows, I believe. One of the new ones. A lot of hot this episode. Seth Greenberg, Andy Katz, life on the bubble. Oh, Nick, can't even take it. It's so scorching. Mm. <laughs> Someone get this guy a fan. And Earlier a we were looking at the 40 hottest players in baseball. <laughs> <That would just laughs> and your computer started to overheat. Yeah, literally. It's a good thing that shirt's so breathable. Yeah. It is. It's yeah. a little holy in there. A uh, little extra room. You got to look what the MLB shop's doing lately. All right, let's go to it. Greenberg's guest, former coach of our University of Texas, Shaka Smart. Coach of the Year, Marquette. Check it out. When everyone was losing their mind about the portal, what did you see in this team that you said, I'll play these, I'll play these cards? You know, it's interesting because every college basketball program, every NBA team, probably every high school team, they all beat their chest about player development. And, you know, we're, we're the best. You know, we develop players and – you know, I'm kind of like you. I've always thought that, well, nobody really has a corner on that market. I mean, we all try hard to get yeah. our players better and we do our workouts. It's not like we're doing more workouts than other. I mean, everyone has hardworking guys. Then we've got to have a willingness to bet on our development of these guys. And uh, that's why we didn't really, you know, go, go too crazy with recruiting transfers. Shaka, shaka, shaka. So interesting, not – he obviously – look, he's a, had success everywhere. He did, it didn't fully work out for us in the horns, but there was a time where he had some success. Went to the tournament multiple times. Three times? Three seed. Now – Certainly brought in good recruits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With Shaka, he won a Big 12 20? I don't think I, so. We won two in the last couple of years. Then it must have been with him. I think he won one that year. We were the three seed. That was like because once he canceled because of COVID, and we took down Oklahoma State. Maybe I think that was the case. Yeah. So I see a producer say yes. So yes, it is. What say you? What say you, associates? Uh, Shaka. It's just a little peculiar that he's kind of anti-transfer portal or not making it a priority. Um, I think just focusing on the guys that he's got to, to get the best out of his team. 
I understand that. To me, in basketball, I don't think he's like against it. It's just I can imagine that certain coaches have a massive priority and make it their biggest priority, especially in the off season once the season's over, as opposed to saying, "Okay, who do we have? We have underclassmen. We have upperclassmen. Who's staying? Who's leaving? Like, how how much can the guys that are here?" get better and how do I help them get better? It doesn't mean that you're not making calls to see what other guys in the, in the portal are up to. Sure. Um, but I think it makes a lot of sense to at least like have your main point of focus with the guys that you know, you're going to have on the team next year. Yeah. I do think it's kind of dependent on what you got. If you have a lot of guys returning, then you may not need to go to the portal. Yep. You don't have any guys leaving. You could go, okay, I have eight guys coming back, which right. is a lot. Let me work with these guys. Whereas our well, it's also his, it, you're coming into his second year too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It's not it's not him getting a new job where he's got an, an entirely blank slate of players like this. Rodney Terry, you know, he obviously was an assistant, so he's involved in recruiting the guys that are here. But this team is predominantly going to be sophomores next season because we're losing so many upperclassmen, guys that were graduate seniors. Mm-hmm. So that's you're you're in an interesting position there where. Just by default, Terry's going to have to look in the portal because we need bodies on the team. Like, we have to fill out a roster. Yeah. Truth. True. True. Yeah, Truth. I mean, yeah. I think it's, again, very dependent where Shaka can't. He has a good, and we saw it in VCU, gets a lot out of the guys he has there at his point. And I think at times he got a lot of the guys that he already had at Texas. It's just like that executing in March that he just unfortunately couldn't get done. But we'll see. Marquette, it seems like he's got a good thing going there. Well, uh, he- he did make the final four. He, he did make the final four. <laughs> Since then, sorry. Yeah. Didn't mean to disparage. Great guest, great coach. Shaka Smart and Life in the Bubble. Okay, let's go to Rafino and Schmo. They're talking about the top 10 college programs in football. Check this clip out. So here's what I've got. In my criteria, you laid out your criteria a little bit. Here's what I took into account. I looked over the past five years and I calculated a few things that I thought were important. I took notice of national championships, college football playoff appearances. I took note of how many total wins your program has, which is a little Uh, off because of the COVID year, but it's still an important metric to pay attention to. I also accounted for top 10 recruiting classes per 247 sports, first round draft picks, which I think is an underrated one because that shows talent development. And then lastly, conference championships. I also think part of this as well is future outlook, capability of, of what your program can do in the future, in the long term, how well you've set up your team for success. That's part of what I came into because uh, I did some reshuffling separate from those numbers that I pulled and I put together in a spreadsheet. I want to open it up because you cover college basketball, college football, man. What up. do you guys think like are the top programs, including both of those? Including what? College football, college basketball, combining both. What are the top programs? Uh, Texas. Um, Bama. that's that's my second response blessings on blessings um like right this second Mike really ate a lot of that right this second (laughs) (laughs) yeah what's what kind of time parameters are you because i mean florida back in the day yeah they've kind of lost a step a little bit forward for two years and back three okay so we'll go bama texas michigan 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 uh i feel like usc's had some good basketball yeah i'll throw usc in ucla is getting their football team back on track yeah okay that's um, Baylor, Baylor, yeah. Do uh, I mean UNC? I feel like their football teams 
making some headway. Okay. UNC is an interesting one. Tennessee? Tennessee, yes. That is a really good pick. What's kind of float throughout the oh. SEC? Mm-hmm. Auburn? Uh, Auburn or Arkansas? I think both are viable. Who's better, though? Probably Probably Auburn. Auburn. Auburn's been better at basketball, and neither have been excellent in the last three years. What about K-State or TCU? Mm. you got to show me more Okay. about Ohio State. Now, they missed this year, but no. Basketball's too up and down. Unless they get Bronny James. That's a different story. Oregon? They're there. Any they're other teams not, they're knocking f- on the door. Any other teams that we've forgotten? Kentucky's been good in football lately. They have had some decent runs. Yeah. It's a good one to throw out there. The only teams that are in that list are ones from major conferences. Yes. Because, because of the football side of things. Big East, Gonzaga. Yeah. San Diego State has a pretty good football team. Not bad. They're probably in the top 25. They got to move to a better conference. I would, ag- I would agree. They're probably top 25. All Pac-12, right. Pac-12 bound. That they are. Yeah. All right. Well, we are bound for a break. So do not go. A hot <laughs> break. A hot break. Do not go anywhere. Hot. Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they're free. Best to believe on stadium. Hang tight. We'll be right back in just a second with some more great Believe content on stadium. We're back with the best of Believe Network Hour on stadium. Do you believe? We're back, baby. It's the charity Stripe. Fit your free throws because they are free. Let's talk more football. Why not? Let's talk about Odell. Yeah, what a hot topic Odell is. I know. Really? Change of pace. Uh, talking ball. Give me a hot prediction. I'm about to. P. Lenz, his guest, Justina Anderson. Let's check this clip out. But do you feel like there's any stronger pull from one of those teams or one of those relationships that could make Odell feel wanted and, and put it over the top, if that makes sense? Currently, I mean, I I he I feel like he has his leanings. Yes, <laughs> I definitely do feel like he has his leanings. But that doesn't mean that you know somebody can't continue to um, get in his ear, because I've I've seen it happen a couple years ago, and Got so it. that's why I really just kind of take my time with him. Um, you know, when even we're talking about it and it's like, yeah, let me know when it's final, 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 final. <laughs> <laughs> so that's because why you brought there up was the a couple Packers times Rams. it was final yeah. and one final. And I want to make sure it's final. Fi- I mean, listen, there are great options out there. I mean, if you're thinking about, you know, the Chiefs, the, you know, the Chiefs could be, you know, a great option. All right. You wanted my hot prediction after a great clip with P. Lenz, Pat Leonard and Justina Anderson, his guest and talking ball. Odell Beckham Jr., Odell and Greg, uh, I would s- – where are they at with the Chiefs and Odell? I don't want them to go to the Jets. <laughs> I thought you were, like, primed and ready to dish out this where hot Where he's going to go, yeah. And what happened? Chiefs? No, like, what happened? Chiefs. Okay. Ch- Chiefs. There just wasn't much gusto behind that. You the kinda, Chiefs. You kind of lost steam there. Uh, the Chief, like the, No, the Chiefs. I'm into the Chiefs and Odell. I want him to go there with my. What, what do you think? Why you give me a guys like that? You don't like that pick? I just nah. I don't. I don't like that. As just, a fan, or you think that you think that pick sucks? As a fan, and I just think that pick sucks. Okay. Ooh. All right, Nick. What's your hot take? I, I think the Jets are very realistic. They are, but like I don't. Like, Dude, I'm do you like, think he wants to like look? He clearly like wants to have fun and go out and be like in a big city. And Kansas City's not that. Like New York. Is where he belongs. 
Then retire, dude. If you want to have fun and party and like hang that's out, his retire, prerogative then re- retire then his prerogative you think it's that or you think it's more just like he wants to be in the limelight the limelight like okay. fashion you know like yeah. hanging out with it's not with that i think he likes musicians and yeah of course 100 but like he wants to be in a big city yeah it's his brand yes but he is in a position right now where he's coming off injury no one signed him last year i, I think you know, beggars can't be choosers kind of a little bit. I think he's got to work his way back in. I think he's getting a little too much credit right now. You, oh, so you think that like the Chiefs are like the lowest on the totem pole of where no, you can I just, go? I don't think I just think he should go on a smaller deal to the Kansas City Chiefs. He can go on a smaller deal anywhere. But why go to the to the Jets? But he to has be a mess? He, he has obviously made that move to the Rams. That was a good move. Massive market, but they were also contending. So I understand the go Chiefs contend. position go, go there because he thinks he can win. I just don't think he'd look good in red either. Yeah. There's not many. Go back to Nola. The only like Kansas City incorporated songs are like folk indie songs, which is like definitely not as Marcus Mumford. Um, Isn't yeah. there like a going back to Kansas City? Isn't yep. there some Marcus Mumford? Yeah, yeah. they did yeah. come like with like this. Like, I like that song. It's a good song. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah, really yeah. good song. Uh, you want to throw out before we go to Bob and Carl? Want to throw out a pick? Where you say the Jets? I say the Chefs. Um, let me think on it. Let me okay. th- let's let's cut to Bob and Carl and I'll, and I'll Bob and Carl believe in Giants. Talking more wide receivers. Enjoy the clip. Your deals. Uh, the Giants, I think, lead the world in slot type receivers. They got a lot of them. Aha! Let me let me tell you about that. <laughs> well, there's a draft coming up. Yeah, but you know what? Let's just not call them slot type receivers. They are receivers that will function in this. Spacing and angles offense. Correct. It's this. This is how the NFL is played now. If you got a Justin Jefferson, God bless you, because he can go get it vertically. A lot of these guys, all these guys, got speed to go vertical, right? Um, but when you got a lot of them, in the way they call plays, and and folks, we broke down one of the uh, Mike Kafka plays in the inside the film room. What yeah, he had to do to scheme some guys open was just, it was miraculous. Okay, back to Odell. What do you, <laughs> what do you want to, where's he going? What's he going to do with it? How could you deflect attention away from Bob and Carl so quickly? I love Bob and Carl. It's really rude. Yeah. I, they're your guys, man. I, but Bob, I don't know Bob and Carl as well. They're your boys. I, I don't, I, I don't, don't mind the Chiefs. I would, I, I don't think the, the Cowboys aren't going to make the move for him now because we have Brandon Cooks. What about the Giants? They could happen. I feel like they, they have enough guys, no? Maybe not enough guys that we I want think what, them to have. What Bob and Carl are trying to say is that, like, it doesn't hurt to have more guys, right? Like, Guys went down last season, and yeah. Daniel Jones did the best he could with limited wide receivers. So yeah. go out and, and stack up, build if, the depth. If he's willing to take a really Giants-friendly deal, for sure. But mm-hmm. it's just a question of whether or not he, he's willing to take less than six, five million. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you've dirty danced around this whole thing. Make a pick. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm riding with the Giants. That's, that's cool. Okay. We're riding off into the sunset of a nice, sweet break. Do not go anywhere where the Charity Stripe Pitcher Free Throws because they're free. Fisher, Tosopolis, Snacks, Crider, best to believe on Stadium. Hang tight. We'll be right back in just a second with some more great Believe content on Stadium. We're back with the best of Believe Network Hour on Stadium. Do you believe? 
We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe Pitch of Free Throws because they are free. Free. Yeah. Best to believe right here on Stadium. Woo. Okay, let's talk a little basketball. Bulls and Lakers kind of getting hot. Hot-ish. <laughs> the theme of the show. You want to give us the little hot symbol, Nick? Nice, dude. <laughs> Killing it over there. Pantomime king. All right. It's getting hot in here with the Bulls and the Lakers. Let's go to Believe in Bulls. CJ Watson, Nikki Meals, Schultz. Check this clip out. The conversation nationally has been about the Lakers maybe making a run at the playoffs. Would you believe me if I told you that the Lakers and the Bulls are in the almost the exact same spot in the standings yeah. right now? Like, the Bulls are 36 and 38. The Lakers are 37 and 38. Like, all this talk about, can the Lakers make a run? Obviously, they got LeBron, AD. They might be, you know, gearing up for something like that. They obviously got LeBron back from the injury coming off the bench against the Bulls. But, I mean, the Bulls are in the exact same spot record-wise. And now they got a three-and-a-half game cushion for the 10 seed. Yeah. I guess they're going to make the play-in, barring a collapse. I don't know. The last time I predicted something, it went south in a week. So. <laughs> no, it's a, I think this is a great spot for them. I think it's – not where they want to be, but uh, you know this. This is how the cards. They this is the cards that they are dealt. So I think they'll you know uh, uh, go with this and, and just make the best out of. Nikki Meals Schultz flows. It's not bad. All right, no comments. Nothing so. better than when someone who gives the nickname likes the nickname. Yep, love it. Yeah. Uh, we had a okay. kid on my baseball team called Meals on Wheels. Yeah, because he, he really fast. He was so slow. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> his, his name was Riley O'Neill. And he was wicked slow. Yep. Very slow. Did he have some pop, though? Meals. Could he boom it? On wheels. <laughs> Meals on wheels. He hit. He's okay. He's just kind of a fundamental kid. What's the fun, okay. Before we get into this clip, what's the funniest nickname, like, appropriately, that you've ever heard a coach call somebody? Um, man, there's been a lot. We've um, shouted him out before, but I want to repeat it again. Go ahead. Our buddy Mark. Mm, Pylon. Schweitzer. Pylon. <laughs> Pylon's a good one. Pylon is a good one. For a basketball player. For a basketball. He was also in basketball called Charmin. Because he was he's pretty soft. Soft, soft as <laughs> baby. He was soft. He's just a gentle. He's just a gentle I'll soul. I'll have to have a think on it for me. Okay. Uh, these guys in this clip talk about the Bulls and Lakers getting hot. Are the Bulls... The Bulls done enough this season to, for next season, keep DeRozan, keep Levine, kind of keep this team intact? Or are we still in the mindset that they should kind of like tear it down a little bit. Well, Nikola Vucevic is free agent? a free agent. Okay. So, you so think that's a pretty... How much money is that off the books? Like 30 mil? Decent money. I think a little less than that, but... Now they can go out and get somebody. Yeah. Bring somebody but in. who's out I there? I think Levine's on an expiring... What's the season. What's the free agent class look like this year? Kyrie. It's pretty bleak. Kyrie and Harden, if Harden... Harden. And Vucevic. Yeah. <laughs> and Vucevic, right. they can bring in. Yeah, the Norwegian buyback for cheap. I think it's a little bleak for these Chicago Bulls. I think I, I would bet that Levine is gone. Is gone, and therefore DeRozan would be gone as well. Or he sticks around. I mean, he was willing to stick around on that Spurs team and kind of play things out. Is it their choice? Knew. What if they stick around? It's the NBA. It's well, for him, I mean, he could say, "Hey, KD I'd like to get Kyrie. moved." And a veteran who's respected like him, they yeah. might say. Hey, it, it works best for our team if we try and move you around and get more young assets. And it is like the best, in my opinion, best. They're would you Would you want to see DeRozan on the Mavs? Nah, not really at this point in his career. He's not a good enough defender to be a guy that's paired next to Luca. So, what kind of team does he need to go to? 
Um, I think he's right in this weird place where he's still good such question. a good he's such a good player where he the money that he's getting right now it's warranted, but we really need him to get to that next step where he, he takes some sort of salary cut to go play for a contender and maybe be like, like what Russell Westbrook is for the Clippers right now, right. where he's coming off the bench and averaging eighteen to twenty two for a team that's a true contender. He could go to the Lakers or Clippers, go back home. I think it'd be a nice homecoming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe not in L.A. He could take a small pay cut to go to be a vet in Sacramento. What about the Bucks or the Nuggets? I mean, that'd be frightening. I don't think he fits the Sacramento framework of what they want. Everyone on their team can shoot from the three-point line. they're fast. And they move their pace of play is pretty solid. Yeah, and he's like an ISO scorer who... Kind of needs the ball in his mid-range god. Yeah, one of, for sure. Yeah. Um, I just feel like if the Nuggets can't get it done this year, they have to make a serious move to really make it work because you can't keep wasting these years of Jokic. The MPJ question is a bigger one, where it's like you paid him a lot of money. If you don't want him on that team with Murray and Jokic and a part of that core, you got to move him and you got to get some stuff in return. Yeah. Not opposed. Yeah. Yeah. Also not opposed to taking a quick little breather for us and you guys. Best to believe right here on Stadium. Do not go anywhere, though, because we're coming right back. Hit your free throws. Hang tight. We'll be right back in just a second with some more great Believe content on Stadium. We're back with the Best of Believe Network Hour on Stadium. Do you believe? A lot of sports talks. So let's kick it to the movies. One of our favorite actors ever, Adam, the Sandman Sandler. What are his top five movies, in your personal opinion, of all time? We'll start with our fives, our fours, our threes, our twos, and our ones. Not any of our top fives, but i got to give a little shout-out to Kevin the Flask, Little Nicky, okay. uh, an all-time classic. Used to get in trouble in middle school for telling our teachers to get in the flask. Uh, so you have to give that movie a shout out, but not a very good movie. My number nope. five. Okay, let's move on from that. My number one. five <laughs> shouldn't be in the top five. Not even close. My number five is The Wedding Singer. Your number five, Toss. Wow. My number five is Hustle. Okay, good one, Nick. My number five is Big Daddy. Ooh, great, Nick. Number four. My number four. Um, I think. Uh, I gotta go. Fifty first dates. Good one. That was my number six. Awesome. I'm doing a little. I'm doing a little peck dance right now. I can't actually do it. Okay. <laughs> Sean Astin's hilarious in that movie. Uh, my number four is Waterboy. Okay. Cool. Cool. My number four is Click. My number three is Uncut Gems. My number three. My number three is Happy Gilmore. Okay. My number three is also Click. Okay. What's your number two, Nick? Um, this is, this is gonna make me. Cut it down to two. <laughs> oh, man. It's tough. What are the two best ones? I'm going to go with The Water Boy. Okay. My number two is Uncut Joms. Uncut Joms. Okay. My number two, Billy Madison. My number one, Big Daddy. Wow. My number one is Billy Madison. My number one is The Wedding Singer. Wow. So that, no, no Billy Madison. Billy Madison five. was tough admission for me. That is a tough call. That's a really tough admission for me. I, I was really close to keeping it in there, but if I'm looking at all the movies that I've watched over and over again, that like I could, you like the Wedding Singer that much? Yeah, had it on DVD. Actually, I had a lot of those on DVD. But but it all was it's so good. Yeah, we were kind of very different. My Water Boy was close to one. 
Very close. I could have oh, yeah. flip flopped those. Honestly, I could have I could have moved fifty first states up, quick like the the rankings too. That was my toughest omission. Uh, tough omission for all three of our top fives, Mister Deeds. Definitely great movie. Uh, no, you're on the fence on that one. There's, I mean, I'm, you're also the guy that mentioned Lil Nicky before. And I thought you were gonna have Eight Crazy so. Nights in there. A cra- I like Eight Crazy Nights before Mister Deeds. Before. Anger Anger Management is a funny. I movie. like honestly, I like Anger Management before. Really Water funny movie. Before. All of the grown ups could kick rocks. Kick rocks wasn't even in consideration. I pronounce you Chuck and Larry. <laughs> that could have been so much better. Um, Eight Crazy Nights. Ago. Zohan. Oh, Zohan is like a. Zohan's like a good one off the bench. That's like yeah. a. It's like a good one off. That's the bench. my boy. Yeah. I really loved. I love Hustle. No, that was a tough I one. Really, I really, really liked it, it a lot. Hustle, I like Hustle more than Happy Gilmore, more than Longest Yard, more than Waterboy. Yeah, Longest Yard, it's not. That movie's not. That like, he, he's the main character, obviously, but that movie and why it's funny is so much more than him. Right. Brucey is probably the best part in that movie. Yeah. All right. Now, the great Kali. <laughs> Stone goes. A lot of wrestlers underratedly in that movie. Great movie, great actor. We love the Sandman, and we. Had a really great show. Hope you guys enjoyed. Fans out there, drag both feet inbounds, swing on a full count, rip that puck, hit that putt. Hit your PKs because they're free. Hit your free throws. Why, guys? Because they're free. Because, <laughs> because they're free. We, show. we love you. Thanks for joining the Believe Network's Best of Believe Hour on Stadium. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.